Welcome to Defiant Health Radio, a place where you can count on hearing about the truth in health, uncolored by interests of big pharma, the generally misplaced motivations of healthcare and doctors, just ideas and strategies that work safely, effectively, and inexpensively. I'm your host, Dr. William Davis, cardiologist and author of the Wheat Belly and Undoctored books, and now my newest book, Super Gut, a book that gives you a blueprint on rebuilding a healthy microbiome to take back control over weight, health, and aging. In this episode of Defiant Health, let's talk about some new insights into a very serious issue that afflicts many females, repeated urinary tract infections, or UTIs. This can happen to a female at any age, but becomes an especially frequent problem as women get older. Of course, the conventional solution is to prescribe course after course of antibiotics that disrupt the entire body's microbiome and not uncommonly leads to dysbiosis of the colon and other organs, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, vaginal candida infections, and other problems. A number of new observations have emerged that are completely changing the understanding of this common problem. One new and exciting insight is that the urinary system has its own unique microbiome, a collection of microbes that normally colonize the bladder and other portions of the urinary system, despite having been regarded as sterile for many years. It is disruption of this urinary microbiome that is a major contributor to repeated UTIs. It's also become clear that the vaginal microbiome is a major determinant of urinary health. Let's talk about why this happens and what steps you can take to stack the odds in favor of putting a stop to this annoying and health-impairing issue. Later in the podcast, let's talk about Defiant Health's sponsor, Paleo Valley. Their fermented grass-fed beef sticks, bone broth protein rich in collagen, organic super greens, and low-carb super food bars have among the cleanest ingredient lists in the industry. They're also expanding their wild pastures service that delivers 100% grass-fed and finished pastured meats that come from a regenerative family farm right to your door. Having repeated urinary tract infections, UTIs, is a big problem for many females. It can happen to the males as well, but it's far less common in males unless there's something wrong anatomically, like an enlarged or inflamed prostate, prostate cancer, or other other conditions. But it's largely the problem of females who can have many, many repeated bouts with urinary tract infections, which are also very bothersome because they're painful, they cause burning upon urination, they cause urgency and incontinence, And women are therefore given, typically, repeated courses of antibiotics, which only temporarily eradicates the offending organism. And then it comes back. Another course of antibiotics goes away. Then it comes back. This is not uncommon at all. Well, those repeated courses of antibiotics have real consequences for the health of that person. It changes the intestinal microbiome, adding to the loss of hundreds of bacterial species that provided benefit. It changes the microbiome of the vagina, making it more susceptible to candida and other fungal infections uh, and other bacterial infections as well. And it changes the flora of the urinary microbiome. That is a new finding that's only emerged in the last few years. That is the various parts of the urinary system, the urethra the bladder, the ureters that lead upwards to the kidneys and the kidneys themselves, the urinary system has its own unique microbiome. 
And when you take an antibiotic, that microbiome is disrupted, leaving you even more susceptible to recurrent urinary tract infections. So recurrent UTIs are a big problem. 25% of all infections, all infections across the board, 25% are urinary tract infections. And over a course of a lifetime, there's greater than a 50% chance that a woman will have at least one, if not many, UTIs. And it is indeed necessary to control a UTI, because if you do not, the infection that starts in the bladder can ascend up through the ureters into the kidneys, and that's called pyelonephritis, which is painful, and you get much sicker, high fevers. Typically, a bladder infection usually does not cause a fever, but if it ascends into the kidneys, it does cause a fever. And then the microbes, the offending microbe like E. coli or Klebsiella, can then enter the bloodstream, and that's urinary sepsis. And that when that happens, you get very sick. Some people even die. So there is a need to stop the process before it gets to that point. So it's very common for a woman who's suffering from repeated UTIs to have a change in bowel flora, such as proliferation of candida and other fungal species, or ascending uh, bacteria from the, from the colon into the small bowel, so-called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that's a real problem because when stool microbes, fecal microbes like E. coli and Klebsiella enter the small intestine, the 24 feet of small intestine, that part of the GI tract is poorly equipped to deal with stool microbes. And these stool microbes increase the intestinal permeability of the wall because the mucus barrier is very fragile in the small bowel, unlike the much more thick and durable mucus barrier in the colon. So when stool microbes get into the small bowel, it increases intestinal permeability. And when these microbes die, which they do rapidly, they only live for a few hours. So there's trillions of microbes in the small bowel turning over rapidly. They live and die in short order, when they die, some of their components from their cell wall enter the bloodstream. That's called endotoxemia. And so a woman who gets repeated courses of antibiotics for UTIs can develop other health problems from the antibiotics because microbes, stool microbes, have ascended into the small bowel. That can cause conditions like rheumatoid arthritis and other autoimmune conditions, uh, psoriasis, seborrhea, rosacea, skin rashes. It can cause depression and other brain processes. It contributes to dementia. It can lead to weight gain and insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. So the repeated courses of antibiotics are not just an inconvenience. They actually have body-wide implications. So it's really important to try to put a stop to this process. Now, those repeated course of antibiotics also disrupt the vaginal microbiome. It invites infections like va vaginal candidiasis, that is a, a fungal vaginal infection. It also invites stool microbes to infect the vagina, such as E. coli. And of course, you do not, when you give somebody an antibiotic, you do not address the urinary microbiome. Now, here's a very important new insight. It's the vaginal microbiome. Yes, the vagina has its own special microbiome. The vaginal microbiome is a major determinant of the urinary microbiome. This has only become appreciated in the last decade or so. The, the vagina has its own microbiome that should be, in the normal situation, should be dominated by lactobacillus species. And there's several of them. Lactobacillus crispatus, lactobacillus jensenii, lactobacillus gasseri, lactobacillus ensi. So there should be lots and lots, up to 90% of the microbes in the vagina should be lactobacilli, and especially that one, first one, lactobacillus crispatus. Women who have a vaginal microbiome dominated by lactobacillus crispatus 
are much healthier. They're less susceptible, for instance, to numerous pathogens like HIV and herpes and human papillomavirus and gonorrhea. That woman protected by lactobacillus crispatus is less prone to have pelvic inflammatory disease, is less likely, if she's, uh, if she's pregnant, to deliver prematurely, and is less likely to miscarry. And so having a normal vaginal microbiome is very, very important. Rich in lactobacillus and low in some of the pathogens. A very common pathogen in the vaginal microbiome, for instance, is Gardnerella vaginalis, as well as some stool-type microbes like E. coli and Klebsiella. Now, about a third, a third of the world's population of females has vaginosis or vaginal dysbiosis. They don't have dominance of the lactobacillus species. Instead, they have dominance of those pathogenic microbes like the Gardnerella and some others like Adipobium. When that happens in this one-third of all females on the planet, when that happens, there's more likely to be irritation, discharge, off odors, and all those problems, premature delivery of a child, pelvic inflammatory disease, increased susceptibility to all those uh, viruses and fungi. And when a woman has a disrupted vaginal microbiome, it disrupts the urinary microbiome. So it's very difficult to directly change the urinary microbiome because we don't have access to it without such things as putting a catheter up into the bladder, which is very painful, or doing a direct injection through the skin into the bladder. So in practical ways. So this insight that the vaginal microbiome is a major determinant of the urinary microbiome means potentially that steps taken to make the vaginal microbiome healthier can alter the urinary microbiome. So I think that's what we should talk about. The Defiant Health Podcast is sponsored by Paleo Valley, makers of delicious grass-fed beef sticks, healthy snack bars, and other products. We are very picky around here and insist that any product we consider has no junk ingredients like maltodextrin, carrageenan, carboxymethylcellulose, sucralose, and of course, no added sugars. And all Paleo Valley products contain no gluten nor grains. In fact, I find Paleo Valley products among the cleanest of any in their category, and they're truly delicious. One of the habits I urge everyone to get into is to include a fermented food product at least once, if not several times per day in their lifestyles. Unlike nearly all other beef sticks available, the Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks are all naturally fermented, meaning they contain probiotic bacterial species. And now, Paleo Valley is expanding their Wild Pastures program that provides 100% grass-fed, grass-finished pastured beef and pastured chicken and pork, raised without herbicides or pesticides and raised in the USA. And they've just added wild-caught seafood caught from the waters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. They're now offering a 20% lifetime discount on every order for a limited time. I'll post the web address in the Defiant Health show notes. Shipping for Paleo Valley products is free for orders of $75 or more. For more information or to order, go to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Enter the coupon code DEFIANT, not case sensitive, for a 15% discount to Defiant Health listeners. The web address is also listed in the Defiant Health show notes that accompany this podcast. And be sure to take a look at their other products, such as their organic super greens, rich with phytonutrients, and their super food bars that come in dark chocolate chip, apple cinnamon, and lemon meringue. 
They're low carb, of course, with eight grams net carbs per bar. It's also important to know that as a woman ages, particularly into her menopausal years, the likelihood of vaginosis or vaginal dysbiosis with proliferation, abnormal proliferation of species like Gardnerella and stool microbes, and the loss of lactobacillus species worsens. And it's accompanied, it makes the dryness of menopause worse. It causes more pain with sex, uh, irritation, itching, discharge, and so this is a real problem. So as a woman struggles more and more with, vag with vaginal dysbiosis or vaginosis, she's likely to suffer more from recurrent urinary tract infections because of that crosstalk. There is also, by the way, crosstalk between the rectal microbiome and the vagina. So even what goes on in the rectum has an impact on the vagina and thereby on the bladder. And so for that reason, attention to the gastrointestinal microbiome also matters if your goal is to reduce recurrent urinary tract infections. Well, how does a woman shift her microbiome in her vagina back towards a more normal pattern? That is, increased lactobacillus crispatus and other lactobacillus species and a reduction in those pathogens like Gardnerella, Adipobium, and some of the stool microbes. Well, first of all, you want to take steps to correct your gastrointestinal microbiome, like, like I mentioned. And so if you look at the basic efforts we do there, it's consuming plenty of fermented foods like kimchi, fermented sauerkraut, kefirs, yogurts, fermented veggies. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please refer to my super gut book or to my blog, the drdavisinfinitehealth.com blog. And there's plenty of conversations there. Or look for recipes from Donna Schwank, S-C-H-W-E-N-K, on our Cultured Foods for Life website, and she has many books and recipes for making it very easy to, to make your own fermented foods. So start with lots and lots of fermented foods as part of your lifestyle, part of your diet. Take a look at some of our selected yogurts where we ferment such things as lactobacillus ruteri or lactobacillus gasseri. These are very important keystone microbes. And of course, you can always take a commercial high-potency multi-species probiotic. And you want to include a variety of plentiful prebiotic fibers and related compounds. These are fat foods that microbes consume. These are such things as root vegetables and legumes like white beans, black beans, uh, kidney beans, peas, uh, chickpeas, hummus. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, please refer to the Super Gut book. It shows you a full program on how to gain control over the gastrointestinal microbiome. But how about efforts specifically that help the vaginal microbiome return to normal? Well, vitamin D, surprisingly, likely plays a very big role here. There's one very important study from Virginia that showed that vitamin D, in this case, 4,400 units of an oil-based gel cap form, completely normalized vaginal, the vaginal microbiome. It increased lactobacillus species, including crispatus in many ladies, and reduced the Gardnerella and other unhealthy fractions. So vitamin D, getting vitamin D right, uh, my definition of getting vitamin D right is to obtain a 25-hydroxy vitamin D blood level of between 60 and 70 nanograms per milliliter or somewhere in that ballpark range, typically achieved by most ladies at about 4,400 units per day, 4,400 units. Some ladies do need more. Some ladies do need less. It's somewhat dependent on both genetics and body size. If you are overweight, you may require a lot more vitamin D. So that's why you really do want to be guided by the blood levels. 
you can also supplement Lactobacillus crispatus. Now, this conversation is kind of new, and so many manufacturers have not yet had a chance to commercialize their Lactobacillus crispatus, and we only want to use strains that have been proven to work. And that what that means is choose strains that have certain characteristics, such as vigorous production of lactic acid, because we want the vaginal environment to be quite acidic, a pH in the acidic range of about 4.5, rather than the 5.5 or 6, that is 10 times less acidic in ladies who have vaginosis or vaginal dysbiosis. So we want an acidification of the vaginal microbiome. And that effect is achieved by Lactobacillus crispatus because of its vigorous production of lactic acid. Another characteristic we want in the Lactobacillus crispatus species we choose is vigorous production of as many as possible of its bactericins. Those of you who have been following my conversations know that bactericins are typically peptides or small molecules produced by, by bacteria that kill other bacteria. So we want crispatus to produce bactericins that kill off some of those stool microbes and other pathogens. Now, the only product I know that currently uses a strain that is effective is a commercial product called Gerodophilus. I'll put this in the, sh in the show notes below. The Gerodophilus Vaginal Probiotic. I have, by the way, I have no relationship with the company. It's a, just a good product. It has several other species in it also that are beneficial for the vaginal microbiome, but the one that really matters, the one that really counts, is the Lactobacillus crispatus LBV88 strain, by the way, in case you want to know. And this crispatus colonizes the rectum, vagina, and bladder. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? So vitamin D, a big player. Lactobacillus crispatus, very important. And take the steps to address your gastrointestinal microbiome that may include, by the way, efforts to eradicate SIBO. So if you don't know what that means, see my other podcast episodes on that topic, as well as my drdavisinfinitehealth.com blog and website and my super gut book that explains the whole protocol on how to deal with dysbiosis in the colon or SIBO in the small bowel. So after decades of believing that the urinary tract had no bacteria in a normal state is completely wrong. The, the urinary system has its own unique microbiome, unfortunately disrupted by many factors that we've been exposed to, such as antibiotics and disruption of the vaginal microbiome. Now, if you learned something from this episode of the Defiant Health Podcast, I invite you to subscribe through your favorite podcast directory, post a review, post a comment, share the address with your friends, because we're trying to build a movement of self-empowerment in health as free of the healthcare system and doctors as possible. Thanks for listening.